Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, the Yankees finally have a series you can be proud of. Yankees taking three out of four from those Minnesota Twins. I know the Yankees always beat up on the Minnesota Twins, but still, the way the Yankees have been lately, it's just good to see them have a, I would say, an optimistic and a kind of kind of a series where they seem like they were in control the whole way. Yes, they dropped the final game, but there in the ninth inning, really in the eighth and ninth inning, had chances in the final game to really come back against the Twins and take that final game and get the four-game sweep, but still... You'll take three out of four just with the, Yankee, the way the Yankees have been playing lately. So we'll get into all that. But before we do, if you haven't done it already, just a quick reminder, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. So where, wherever you're listening to it, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you randomly land on some website you don't know of, but you see the podcast and you like it and you want more in, uh, content, uh, make sure you hit like, subscribe, or follow one of those great things. Crush it, as they say. Crush that uh, subscribe button and get notified when new content comes up throughout the rest of the season. Got a whole solid month left and plus. I think the Yankees should still make the playoffs. So maybe we're going until maybe deep October as well. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. So it's the Minnesota Twins. And again, we know the whole history. The Yankees just destroy them. Again, earlier this season, they took two out of three in Minnesota. Uh, but again, going back to the past 20 years, the, the record the Yankees have against Minnesota is just unbelievable. So if the Yankees ought to snap out of a funk, it's always the Minnesota Twins to do that. Now, the Yankees just limped out of Tampa. Again, on a, probably a very underwhelming road trip. Splitting on the West Coast, 2-2 to Oakland, losing 2 out of 3 to the Angels, which they had no business of, and then barely winning that final game in Tampa 2-1 to uh, to at least you know, avoid getting swept down in Tampa uh, and the Yankees limping back home to the Bronx. Uh, but then again, finally, it seems like they got it to get a little bit in this home series. So the first game, Labor Day at Yankee Stadium, a 1 o'clock start. And, you know, Labor Day games, uh, you know, it's always 1 o'clock at Yankee Stadium. Usually, it just seems like every year it's always either, either the Rays or, the, or Baltimore. But for whatever reason, the scheduling gods made it the Minnesota Twins. And again, uh, this was going to be the return of Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela to the Bronx. Now, on the hill for the Yankees, well, let me just backtrack a little bit before we get into that series. Something we all kind of knew was coming around the corner. Um, Anthony Rizzo, the first baseman, put on uh, the injured reserve list. Now, not what you think because of the back necessarily. So, as mentioned before in the previous episode, he had a shot. Um, actually, it was an epidural shot. I might have said cortisone just because I'm used to saying that. But it was actually an epidural shot, which is like you usually do when you uh, give the women when they're pregnant and giving birth. Rizzo not giving birth, but I guess it's deal with the, the back issue and supposedly having some negative effects from the shot, some headaches and fogginess like that. So, they just kind of want to keep him off the field for a while. He said the back feels fine. Again, that's kind of what I mentioned in the previous episode. But I guess now because of the epidural shot, having some negative effects. And if you want to recall, going back to all the COVID stuff, supposedly Rizzo was one of the unvaccinated players. Again, he had some health issues a couple of years ago. And he was saying, well, he was kind of, you know, not too happy about taking the shot. And it seems like finally the Yankees twisted his arm enough or whatever reason, maybe it's it self-induced uh, to take the shot just so they could play on the road to places like Toronto, for example. Uh, so I guess, you know, maybe Donaldson doesn't like shots. And here he goes as an example. He gets a shot and it's having some negative effects. But it doesn't seem like it'd be anything too major. So into the game itself, uh, the Yankees get on the board early the first game. Donaldson, uh, RBI single, scores judge. Now Donaldson tried to stretch out to the double, was nailed. But nevertheless, you know, he liked the hustle there. But uh, puts the Yankees on the board there, one nothing. And then Marvin Gonzalez, you know, who hasn't had a hit since like, you know, uh, April, uh, lays into one. Hits a solo shot, a solo home run, puts the Yankees up 2-0 at that point. And uh, Tyone, so far, you know, in this game, rolling along. Uh, again, last time in Oakland, a comebacker up the middle, hit off his arm. Uh, luckily, it wasn't anything, you know, other than just a contusion on his arm there. So, you know, didn't really have to go on the IL. So, this is the first thought back from that. And, again, really show no negative effects from that injury. Uh, but it wasn't until the fifth where, of all people, Gary Sanchez... Uh, you know, gets his little revenge on the Yankees with a runner on, hits a two-run home run in the fifth, ties the game at that point 2-2, two, two, 
And that was it for Tyone. Again, went five innings, which, you know, after that injury, it's bit more, as good as you expect, only giving up those two earned runs. So, you know, decent start for him. And it's good for him, there's, you know, just a comeback after that injury. Uh, but the big man in the sixth inning, Judge, um, really put, you know, put this game away for them, uh, hitting his 54th home run with Glebar Torres on. Two run shot in the sixth, put the Yankees up 4 2. And then Kaina Fleffer, again, memory went the whole season without getting a home run, hit that big one in Boston. Um, I believe it was the uh, Saturday night game they won. Again, the probably, you know, a bigger home run as you get at that point. The Yankees were down 2 nothing, tied at this point. Well, this one not as dramatic, but just good to see kind of Fluffer uh, get a home run his second of the season. Uh, we had a little insurance there, put the Yankees up 5-2, and the Yankees take the first game 5-2. And actually, Weissart uh, picking up the second win there in relief of Tyone. And a good solid save by... Uh, Clay Holmes getting two strikeouts in the in the uh, top of the ninth. It's just good to see him have a, a solid performance. You know, uh, the one in Tampa he got, we, you know, got that save in the Sunday afternoon game. We're like, great, he got a save, but again, he almost blew it. So it's just good to him to get a, get a n- nice clean save there. His nineteenth of the season. Yankees take the first game again, uh, five to two. Now the next day, a uh, little rain out there, so uh, Tuesday no baseball. So they scheduled a doubleheader for Wednesday at day night. A three o'clock and a seven o'clock start. So the first game, the Yankees put Domingo Herman on the mound, and Minnesota got to him right away. Uh, Jose Miranda, uh, two-run home run in the first, uh, got on right away. So put them up, up to nothing. And then in the fourth inning, even though he settled down a little bit, Gilberto uh, Celestino with an RBI single uh, scored another run. So uh, put the uh, Twins up three to nothing. But the big man again, they had to say the dangers again, having this incredible season. We'll just get to a little of that afterwards. Puts the Yankees on the board finally in the fourth inning. Hits another home run. So home run in second consecutive games. His 55th of the season. So just six behind uh, Roger Maris there. Got the Yankees on the board 3-1. to one. And then Gleyber Torres with uh, Oswald Peraza on the new guy. Called up. Hits a two-run home run of himself. Ties the game at the point in the sixth. 3-3. Now this game would actually go into extra innings. A uh, bit of a you know, nail body either, either way. Now um, finally the Twins did break through in the 12th inning. With uh, Rob Marinaccio pitching, Celestino, again, who had an RBI in the fourth, uh, knocked in the ghost run at that point, put Minnesota up uh, four to three, and it'll take the Yankees a little comeback magic in the bottom of that 12th frame. Uh, again, with the uh, ghost runner on, this time it was uh, Marlon Gonzalez with the home run the, the game before, kind of fluffer up in a spot there, and he said, you know what, I'm not going to waste time with bunts and things like this. I'm, I'm just going to do this myself. So this gets a clean single with Gonzalez, the speedy Gonzalez. I had, Second base there, ties the game up at that point, 4-4. Now Trevino would hit a single to uh, uh, move IKF over to third base there. So with the runner on scoring position, one of the new guys also called up, Oswaldo um, Cabrera, who, again, has been brilliant in the outfield, uh, whether he's in right field, uh, whether he's playing shortstop, whether he's playing third base, but especially right field, making you know great catches, throwing runners out at third. But we haven't really seen that you know offensive moment from him. Well, got the chance with IKF in third. A little flare towards the shortstop hole. Scores kind of fluffer, and the Yankees get the walk-off 12th inning win there, exciting win, take the first game there, 5-4. Um, to four. And Herman, you know, a decent start, went six innings, again, gave it three earned runs, one of them a two-run home run, one an RBI single. But overall, a quality start for the Yankees there, six innings, six strikeouts, seven hits, and only the one walk there. But it was White Sod again in consecutive days, uh, snatching a win there uh, just because the Yankees uh, took the, you know, Got the win with him on the mound there. So, Wysaw picks up his third win of the season. Now we'll get to the sweep of the doubleheader with Garrett Cole on the mound. And this was like a, a really solid Yankee win. Uh, probably the best win uh, just in terms of dominant pitching, 
good hitting, got a lead. If you're a fan, you kind of kick back a little bit because, again, that first game went long, went to 12th innings there. It was kind of a nail-biter. This was a game where you could just chill out a little bit. Now, Cole had one little blemish in this game, uh, gave up a home run in the third innings at the Carlo Correa. Again, the, the uh, former Astro, and he was kind of out there as one of the big uh, you know, market uh, free agents for shortstop. Maybe the Yankees were kicking on the tie, but then supposedly had back injuries, so they didn't want to get into him. But uh, signed that kind of that mega deal with Minnesota. Only a three-year deal, but it's like $35 million. But, of course, we all know he's going to opt out after the first year. But, nevertheless, hits a home run there, uh, puts the Twins up one nothing. But then the Yankees in the next inning, the fourth, uh, got the big blow, which it's all they really needed. Uh, with runners on, bags juice, I, I kind of falefa. Again, he scored the game-running run early in the afternoon, had a home run the, the, uh, two days before on Labor Day. Well, went yard uh, in a big way with the bases loaded, grand slam, clears the bags, put the Yankees up 4-1 to at the point, and that was really it. But another Yankee who's kind of been struggling with the bat, bat, Aaron Hicks, with the bags juice now, didn't hit a grand slam, but did the, probably the, the second or, or third best thing there. Uh, bases clearing double, uh, put the Yankees up big time 7-1. to That's really, again, all the Yankees really needed. Cole just absolutely, uh, really dominating performance. Pitched into the seventh inning, went six and two thirds, uh, but 14 strikeouts, 14 punch outs. Only gave up the one earned run, that home run to Correa. Just scattered five hits in one walk and lucky. Um, not that he, the Yankees, you know, it wasn't a safe situation, but since he pitched, you know, more than three innings there, he was awarded the save there. Uh, but again, an easy 7 1 win for the Yankees. And again, they sweep the day night doubleheader. And are up now three nothing in the series against Minnesota. And of course, this because the Yankees dominate Minnesota. You kind of you're wondering, hey, can we get the uh, sweep here again in a four game series? Which the Yankees would would we need this against after you know so a couple of brutal road trips and home series uh, lately against the Yankees. So now shortly before the uh, the final game, uh, the Yankees finally had to put DJ on the IL with that toe issue. And you figured you know it was going to come sooner or later. So now you have Rizzo on the IL now, DJ on the IL with the toe. And again, just hopefully this resting these guys up enough just so they could come back middle to late September. Uh, also a little news on Matt Carpenter. Looks like they took another x-ray of that, you know, the fraction his foot and they feel it's not really healing as fast as they needed to be. So it looks like he's still going to be in the boot for a while. And again, hold your breath if he's going to be around and available and functional. It's one thing to have a player, you know, available, but is he going to be any good? I don't know. It's a cracked foot. So it's almost, I'm still not counting him coming back for the season. Uh, but another little bit of news before this fourth game was going to be the return of Nesta Cortez. Again, he's been on the IL for a little bit since late August with the groin issue. Comes back in this game to face Sonny Gray, the former Yankee. I remember a couple of seasons ago, the Yankees picked him up uh, to trade the A's. And, you know, he had a decent start in one of those games against in 2017 against the uh, Astros, a game the Yankees actually would win at home. Uh, but overall, after that, for the Yankees, this, you know, Bit of an underwhelming, and ended up getting traded by Cashman, uh, sent out. Just you know, and of course he kind of talked a little smack a little bit, just saying how well the Yankee coaching staff stuff like that made him throw too many sliders and break balls in the dirt, didn't let him use the fastball, blah 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 blah. Nevertheless, the return of Sonny Gray again, kind of one of the failed Yankee pitchers here uh, against Cortez and Andahar called up. Just you know, due to the DJ uh, getting um, put on the IL, opened up a roster spot, so they bring up Andahar, and finally, 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 finally. Goes yard for the Yankees this season. Hits his first home run. Uh, puts the Yankees up in the second inning of this game, two to nothing. But then eventually, Twins would cr- crawl back. It would take it to the fifth inning, where another old nemesis then, again, Gary Sanchez, hit the two-run home run in the first game. Well, doesn't do anything that dramatic, but an RBI double scores another former Yankee, Giro Shell. So a lot of former Yankees involved in this one. Cuts the lead in half, two to one. And then in the fifth, Nick Gordon with an RBI single. Scores Gary, who was on second base there, and ties the game up at that point, two to two. 
And this would be a battle of the bullpen. So Cortez, you know, decent start there, first game back. Only goes four innings, but again, back from the groin injury there. So not, you know, not terrible. But again, this would be a battle of the bullpens there. And in the eighth inning, now Peralta uh, would cause an error, uh, would put Cave on, and then Correa with the runner on off of Peralta hit a two-run home run. So Correa, you know, hitting the Yankees, going deep on the Yankees again, uh, put them up four to two. Now the Yankees did crawl back a little bit in the eighth and ninth and had an opportunity to win this game in both. Now in the eighth inning uh, with Judge on third, he would score on a wild pitch, which would move then on a kind of fluffer, uh, would eventually move to third himself. And Stanton there with an opportunity to play with two with two outs, opportunity to maybe get a big hit there, get a single to, to tie the score, but no, strike, strikes out in a big spot there. So the Yankees is left uh, with the 4-3 deficit. But in the ninth, the Yankees would get another shot. So Peralta would get a single to lead off. And then with one out, Hicks up against Fulmer, crack a double to right field. So put the runners up at that point, second and third with only one out. So all the Yankees need is a sacrifice fly or maybe a little dribbler or chopper to first or third base there. A little contact, but no, Yankees don't get it. Fulmer kind of buckles down, strikes out Gleyber Torres there, which is, that was the, I mean, that was the bat. I mean, that was where the Yankees need to do something. Just need a little sacrifice fly, a little contact. And then kind of Flaffa, who again, flexing the uh, batting muscle a little bit. You know, we're seeing the solo home run, a grand slam, um, big hit in the uh, extra inning game. But unfortunately, the situation grounds out weakly, and the Yankees uh, drop that for, uh, game 4-3. to three with, Again, ba- bases loaded there uh, in the ninth inning. But overall, you look at the series, um, the Yankees take three out of four. And, uh, you know, it, it's just good. They, get good. you know, they got good starting pitching all the way, whether it was Tyone, Herman, Cole, Nesta Cortez. You like to see that. Like to, of course, always see some home runs from Aaron Judge, but again, some other guys getting involved, not just Judge, uh, to the tune of kind of Falefa. You see Hicks with a big bases clearing um, double there, um, Trevino with a you know a big hit in the extra inning game just to move kind of Falefa over into scoring position, and of course the new guy as Waldo Cabrera getting game winning hit. So again, you just need other guys other than Judge doing stuff in this team. So you would like to get the sweep there just because it was right there in front of the Yankees, but. A good solid series, good starting pitching, something you can feel good about. Clay Holmes with a good save. So I'm not going to say the Yankees are out of the woods yet. No, they could definitely you know fall back into the doldrums. But just good to see you know Yankees with a, a good successful three out of four series that you could feel proud of. Now Yankees are going to host Tampa, who the Yankees barely barely escaped from. You know, almost getting swept there. So um, now the Yankees are home teams are up. You know, at eighty three and fifty five, and and again the opening game, the Friday night game, is going to be the official Hall of Fame ceremony of Derek Jeter, which you know again Jeter was voted in a couple of seasons ago, but of course with all the COVID stuff, they never really had an official little commencement thing at Yankee Stadium. Uh, if you get an opportunity, you get to see the whole. I'm sure they give Derek Jeter a plaque and a bronze, and you know maybe a bobblehead. Who knows? Uh, but it's going to be Jeter, the official Hall of Fame induction night. So you want to check that out. But more importantly, it looks like the Yankees little bit on the winning ways there and, you know, again, not out of the woods completely. We feel confident. There's a lot, you know, um, Stanton's still kind of ice cold. We'd like to get him going. But, you know, with about three weeks left in this month, a very realistic opportunity that Aaron Judge um, might surpass Roger Maris for the 61 home runs. I, I just I don't see any scenario that he's got super hot where he could pass Barry Bonds at 73. But definitely a situation where he's probably very likely going to get past Maris at 61. And, as, of course, with all the – PED allegations against Maguire, Sosa, and Bonds, people are going to see this as the true breaking of the home run record. Yankee uh, you know, executive Randy Levine gave a, little, gave a little interview the other day kind of saying, we see Judge as an all-time Yankee and blah, 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 blah. Well, well, you know, you offered him uh, $213 million, which, again, compared to some of the other contra- contracts going around, 
kind of almost seemed like an insult at the time. Really wasn't. I mean, you, I kind of broke that down earlier on the season, but this kind of interesting him making these comments like, well, yeah, we see him as a great Yankee, but we'll try to bring him back at a cost-effective rate. I don't know if we're going to mixed signals there, but I know people want to jump on Randy Levine about that one, but it's business negotiating. You're not going to say, oh, yes, we'll definitely bring him back. What, what do you expect him to say? You, you know what's going to happen. There's going to be negotiations. There's going to be This is going to drag out for weeks, weeks, weeks on end. I always thought they'll bring back Judge automatically. I still think I would say 60-40 they bring back Judge because there could be some other team out there that's, you know, that's, you know, we've seen teams make stupid contracts, you know, stupid offices because baseball is kind of stupid that way. It just, you know, mega contracts to players that don't even deserve it. So, yes, could someone like a Texas or Seattle uh, sneak in the door and, and just blow them away? Possibly. But overall, I, I, I would still give the Yankees the inside edge there to bring back Judge. But again, looks like very definitely sometime this month he's going to surpass Roger Maris, and that's going to be a cool game to be at. So hopefully it's at Yankee Stadium. So there we go. Three out of four against Minnesota. Get on a little bit of winning ways there. Again, have a good solid series, which the Yankees haven't had in quite a while. So Yankees fans can hold their head up a little bit. Host Tampa. And finally, maybe the Yankees can give them a little payback because, again, Tampa's kind of been climbing up on the Yankees' heels there in the AL East. Again, Yankees only up by a handful of games right now. So uh, a little nerve-wracking. Again, still an opening where the Yankees possibly blow this lead. Don't think it's going to happen, but the Yankees are right there. But we'll see. And maybe just the fact they put Rizzo and DJ on the ILs, just internally they feel like, hey, we got this. So whatever analytics and things, insight they have, they feel they're good on this. They feel good on this. There you go. So hope you liked the episode. We'll catch you next time. Section 420, Talking Yankees. (laughs) 